0: Welcome back to another episode of What Is. Today, we're going to be exploring deceptions and distortions that are used commonly that prevent us from commonly addressing problems. We live in a time where everything we see via a screen is out of sync with our lived experience. According to data that were shown, everything is better than it's ever been. That runs counter to most people's daily lives. Nobel Prize winner in economics, Paul Krugman, shared a chart showing CPI, Consumer Price Index, to show that we are winning the war on inflation. According to the graph, inflation was at a meager 1.9%. The catch was not to include food, energy, shelter, and used cars. If you include these basic necessities, then inflation rises to 3.7%. Considering that the U.S. economy grew at a rate of 2.1% in 2020, We can see why the data was cherry-picked. It seems like our institutions and government would rather distort reality than address the underlying causes. I get it. It takes more work to compromise to change our fraying system, but the upside is more people will prosper. I believe that doctoring data to support institutional inertia is one of the major reasons that many people are skeptical about institutions, both private and public. While no one thing will repair public trust, I think that being honest with the public is necessary to turn trust in our systems around. If we can't address our problems with clarity, it makes it all the more difficult to remedy. Another example of distortion is the unemployment number. Unemployment measures the number of people who are actively getting unemployment from the state and federal programs. People who are unemployed but not receiving benefits are absent from the data. These number games do nothing more than give us talking points for our leaders to create the optics of improvement. The cost that we all pay for it is less trust and increased skepticism. The doctored data wastes time and conversations unpacking why claims based are fictitious. This impedes our collective ability to make actual progress. I'm not naive. I understand that changing from propaganda to a more realistic accounting of things will cost people their careers. But those acts of courage will help a vast majority of people, not just Americans. A recent example of this is British Petroleum, admitting that they wouldn't be able to meet their 2030 emissions goals, saying that they didn't want to lose their profit. A week later, they revised their claim, saying that they didn't want to hurt the poor, who would be most directly affected by their emissions reductions. While the first statement is their primary motivation, and from my perspective, deplorable, it was honest and gives us insight into how business is making decisions. The we just don't want to hurt the poor's obvious PR, a.k.a. bullshit. I don't have any easy solutions, but a request of you. How can we incentivize our systems to make the courageous action? Not to distort things to fit the narrative of everything is great and help foster the painful conversation of what is going wrong and how we can fix it. One thing that I think will help is for each of us to be more eager to listen and slower and more compassionate in our responses. I base this off of a recent conversation I had with a loved one. We got into an argument over politics. Big shock. We were both going back and forth trying to argue our points. Nothing productive came from that. The next night, I sat down with him and I said I just wanted to understand his position. So I shut up and I listened. Once he explained why he thought what he believed, I thanked him for sharing his views. If he would have asked me for the reasons that I thought what I thought, I would have been happy to share them, but that wasn't the goal. I learned that his position was based on faith rather than data, and that's absolutely fine. While this doesn't solve any major societal issues, I believe that it helped us both see that we're closer in desired outcome than we are different. I also hope that these types of interactions will make difficult conversations more likely and more productive. A counterintuitive take I have is that since 2008, the thing that a lot of Americans agree upon is that the status quo needs to change. Both Obama and Trump reflect that desire for change. While there are obvious differences on how that would be achieved, the common message is that the status quo is untenable. I think that most people want a healthy, strong community that supports each other. be able to earn a decent wage and something of value other than capital to help build. I think most people desire the truth, and we're collectively moving the needle forward. While institutional thought is still the default, if we continue to hear each other rather than talk past one another, we will eventually get to what we want and desperately need from our leaders. While this might seem Pollyannish to some, I can't help but think that this is a positive solution for our cynical detente. If we dare to dream and view each other as allies, I believe that we can work wonders and lower the cost of earnest interaction. A hallmark of a healthy society is one where one's public views are in alignment with people's privately held positions. It seems like currently people will say one thing in public or a group setting, but express different views in a more private setting. I believe that truly listening to those we don't agree with, and not condemning them for not being in lockstep is a real remedy for in-person interactions. I don't think this will work in the digital space for many reasons. Quick aside, I think that the internet dwarfs any previous technology or invention by a titanic margin, and we don't have the culture to use it productively on a societal scale. This is why I have the caveat of a solution for in-person interactions or meet space. I have no idea how long it will take to foster a healthy culture online at scale, which is why I'm trying to focus on solutions interpersonally. Who knows, maybe if we work on ourselves and help rebuild and strengthen our local communities, that positive culture will flow into our digital spaces too. I just wanna say that chasing the number is nothing new. In the mid-1990s, the Boskin Commission was created to re-examine how consumer price index was calculated, basically how much things increased year over year in terms of cost. They came to the conclusion that inflation was actually overstated by 1.1 to 1.3 percent, meaning that there was less inflation than we had previously calculated using the previous method. Why does this matter? It's because inflation is used to index yearly payment increases and social security and other programs. By recalculating CPI, they were able to slash about $700 billion without passing any legislation. And that's $700 billion of aid to the poor or retirees. This is just a classic case of why distorting reality actually hurts real people. Thank you all for listening. And please feel free to reach out and let me know what you think might help foster honest, civil conversations. Please remember, I'm a human, not some disembodied voice. So even if you disagree, do so in a constructive manner. Together, I think we can all come closer to understanding what is. Thank you.